0: Welcome to Mom and Mind, where we dive into all aspects of perinatal mental health and wellness related to pregnancy, birth, loss, postpartum, and new parenthood. It's so much more than postpartum depression. We raise the volume on all of these topics in the hopes that someday everyone will have the support and info that they deserve before they need it. Please note this podcast is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash momandmind. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Mom and Mind podcast. I am your host, Dr. Kat. I'm really excited for today's guest. This is sort of a full circle moment. I started this podcast three years ago, and my very first guest was Dr. Shoshana Bennett. She came on for episodes one and two and graciously came on when I was new at this. She tolerated my fumbling around and poor sound quality as well. And she knows a thing or two about sound quality, having her own radio show. Well, I'm so grateful to have her back as the first guest for the third year of the Mom and Mind podcast, this time bringing the perspective of being a new grandmother with her own history of postpartum mental health challenges. This is such a necessary conversation, especially as the field of perinatal mental health continues to grow. We are recognizing and treating perinatal mental health conditions more and more. So there's awareness of these conditions now. And also, as those moms who've experienced a perinatal mental health condition develop into grandmothers, this will be something to consider. What happens when you yourself had a history of perinatal mental health issues and your child is now becoming apparent. How does that affect you, Dr. Shoshana Bennett, also known as Dr. Shosh? Educates, engages, and empowers her audience while discussing serious and often uncomfortable topics using humor, the latest research, solution-based protocols, and firsthand knowledge she gleaned after experiencing life-threatening postpartum depressions. After these two life-threatening bouts of postpartum illness, Dr. Shoshana Bennett helped pioneer the field of maternal mental health. She founded Postpartum Assistance for Mothers in 1987, became president of California's state organization, Postpartum Health Alliance, then served as president of Postpartum Support International. Dr. Shosh is the author of Children of the Depressed, Postpartum Depression for Dummies, Pregnant on Prozac, and is co-author of Beyond the Blues, Understanding and Treating Prenatal and Postpartum Depression and Anxiety. She is an executive producer of the documentary Dark Side of the Full Moon, And she also co-founded the Postpartum Action Institute. To date, she has helped over 20,000 women recover around the world through private consultations, teleclasses, and support groups. And today, she's discussing her experience of becoming a grandmother and what that has brought up for her regarding her own history of postpartum illness. She shares candidly about her inner process and thoughts and also speaks to the ongoing stigma and myths of what you're supposed to feel as a new mother and new grandmother. She's going to be reading from the article that she wrote, and then we'll be able to have a discussion about that. And I'll be posting the full article on Facebook and Instagram for reading and sharing. I'm honored to have Dr. Shosh on to read her article and share in discussion about this vital topic. Now let's hear from Dr. Shosh. Welcome, Dr. Shosh. Thank you so much for being with us again.
1: It is absolutely a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Kat.
0: Yeah, I'm really, really excited to have you here for many reasons, getting to know you over the years. You're just a phenomenal person and clinician, and you bring such good and deep perspective to the world of perinatal mental health. And with this article that you've written, I think it's an untapped perspective at perinatal mental health. I'm really excited to have you on to share about it.
1: You know, Dr. Kett, I will say that it was when you and Dr. Resminski and I were, were presenting together, and I think we were having dinner, and I was talking about some of these feelings about what I eventually put in the article. You were one of my main reasons. I mean, you gave me lots of encouragement oh, to write this article, and I wanted to tell you, you know, thank you, because it yeah. is an Important, it is an important topic. So what I'd like to do, with your permission, is to read this short article, and then I will let you know what's been happening as I've sent them to various publications and what oh, I've heard that. Yeah, okay perfect.
0: Yeah, perfect. Let's
1: Okay. Do it is entitled, Scared to be a Grandma. As I rounded the corner of Mariposa and Puerto, walking toward me was yet another, I love being a grandma, t-shirt. I smiled, but passed her quickly, not wanting to make conversation. The retirement community where I live is, of course, packed with grandparents. When meeting someone for the first time, the opening chat often includes, do you have children? If the answer is yes, it's followed immediately by any grandkids? Usually, the asker doesn't really care about the answer. The question is used as an excuse to brag about the cute behaviors and or successes of their own grandchildren. Although my answer to that question is still no, my beautiful daughter is six months pregnant. She has wanted a baby for years and I'm truly happy for her. However, for myself, major worry has been emerging ever since she shared the news with me. Just as in motherhood, the expected societal emotion is excited anticipation. This podcast is supported by Understood Explains.
0: As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go. And that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP? was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains.
2: If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. As much
1: as I'd love to identify with the t-shirts, at this moment, I cannot imagine ever doing so. I experienced two severe life-threatening postpartum depression and anxiety illnesses after both of my children were born. Horrifying thoughts and images of harm coming to my babies paralyzed me with fear, often literally rendering me unable to move. I was obsessed with keeping my babies safe, and it thoroughly overwhelmed me. I felt intense inadequacy about my imagined inability to protect them. The terror prevented me from sleeping, eating, or experiencing any joy. I became despondent. The all-consuming hopelessness about ever feeling normal again led to serious thoughts of suicide. I was convinced my husband and children would be better off without me. I was plagued with this nightmarish mental state Every day and every night for years, since there was no recognition or help for these disorders back in the 80s. There was nothing but ignorance and criticism surrounding us. Those who loved me tried their best, but no one had a clue how to help. After a year into my second devastating postpartum illness, I launched into a new career pioneering the field of maternal mental health. I founded my first postpartum organization and started running support groups from our home. Every week, between 5 and 15 women and their adult support people filled our living room. There was no internet back in 1988, so word about the groups could only spread through a couple of posted flyers and person-to-person. I remember the mothers of the new moms in my groups wide-eyed as they realized they themselves had gone through the same illness as their daughters. They thought that they had been accompanying their daughters to the groups only as supports. It was magical to watch their amazement as their own postpartum puzzle pieces finally fit. They usually ended up participating fully in the groups along with their daughters, often with tears of relief and gratitude flowing. I survived those nightmarish years, however narrowly, and managed to eventually develop a close relationship with my children. My career helping suffering parents around the world, writing books on the topic, and training professionals has been flourishing for over 30 years. However, since my recovery decades ago, I've had no interest in becoming a grandmother. The thought of another baby entering my world rekindles the postpartum trauma, which had taken years to resolve and heal. The old disturbing dreams restarted last night, which finally prompted me to write this article. In my dream, I was caring for my daughter, who was a very little girl. I eventually lost her in a crowd. I couldn't protect her, my worst fear. I made myself wake up and found myself with a tight chest and in a cold sweat. Every time I picture babysitting my grandchild, tension in my stomach and chest wells up. I utilize the mindfulness techniques I teach my clients as a clinical psychologist, but sometimes the anxiety gets the better of me. When I tell my neighbors that my daughter is expecting, they automatically assume I'm elated. But when I've expressed ambivalence to those who I would have thought would be sympathetic, my feeling is often met with disbelief, surprise, and downright disdain. Just like the postpartum feeling about my babies, how could a grandmother not fully love taking care of her grandbaby? The postpartum criticism from others, plus my own inner thoughts arise, such as, what do you mean you feel so much anxiety you don't want to be alone with your own child? What's your problem? What kind of a woman and mother, and now grandmother, are you? Just as parents-to-be and new parents shouldn't have any shame about depression and anxiety, grandparents shouldn't either. The more I speak with survivors of postpartum depression and anxiety in my age group, the more I realize how common this phenomenon is. About one in seven new mothers experience postpartum depression and anxiety, so it makes sense that now as grandmothers, these old feelings can be triggered. We need to start talking about it more openly, as we're helping to rid society of the stigma of depression in mothers and parents in general. We should do the same for grandparents, maybe in addition to grandparent support groups that create a safe place to talk about these challenges, or maybe even combine these groups into one, like what happened spontaneously in my living room years ago. I look forward to embracing this baby and experience with open arms and lots of hope for the future. And who knows? My grandma ambivalence may disappear in time, and I just might join the I love being a grandma t-shirt brigade in the coming months.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That is just so deep, and I had so many feelings come up, you know, just listening to you read through this. I can't even imagine how many people will be able to resonate with it, truly.
1: And that's, of course, you know, Dr. Kat, with your wonderful show, and I thought to share this article with you and the topic, and, you know, I'm not surprised with your wonderful focus. And with your perspective, and how many wonderful adjectives can I give here?
0: You were the person. I've got time. I've got time. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Okay. Thank you so much.
1: You're very well, generous. You can hear them, even though they're yeah. not coming out of my mouth. I hope I'm, I'm sending you this with no, such-, and such admiration. I cannot think really of a better venue because your podcast goes out to the people who are the sympathetic listeners and who do want to hear. You know, I want to tell you what's happened when I sent this article to various publications around the country. What I heard back were the exact same words that I heard back in the early 1990s when I was first submitting articles on this brand new thing called postpartum depression.
0: Wow.
1: Yes, the words are identical. What I've been hearing back mm. is not a good fit. Mm. Now, not a good fit usually means our audience won't be interested in this topic, right? right, right. <laughs> right? And I'm thinking, wow, it was fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh-huh. really. Yeah, yes. So what you are helping to do Dr. Catt, and again, it's always an honor to work with you in any capacity. We are paving new ground. Just Mm -hmm. like back in the 90s, we were paving new ground with postpartum depression and anxiety. So I have this newfound passion welling up, you know, like an offshoot of what you and I have been doing for a long time, that this is an area that truly needs to be discussed. And just like, you know, these same publications and magazines are interested in, in they're eager, as a matter of fact, to publish articles on postpartum depression. I am hoping that at least in a couple of years, maybe a few years, with the right kind of work on our part, they will welcome these articles as well on grandparents.
0: I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Because, I mean, you know, we kind of do talk about already a little bit, maybe, that when a baby's born, grandparents can be affected too and keep an eye out. But that's kind of very much in professional circles. It's not talked about widely, certainly not publicly in any way that I've heard. So you kind of, I think, blowing the lid off of this, like, hey, look at us, listen to us. We are part of this too. We are affected as well. And I agree with you. I think that that parallel process that's happening between what happened in the 90s for you and what's happening now. You know, people don't know what they don't know. It's a hard thing to wrap your mind around because just what you said, the myth and this ideal that grandmothers and grandparents are just over the moon. Well...
1: Exactly. It's at least as difficult as talking about, right? Mm-hmm. I was talking about a mom having ambivalent feelings. A grandmother? Right. You know, I mean, it's at least as mind-blowing to many, many people. But yeah, you and I are not afraid of speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's (laughs) always been, I'm a believer in being real. I remember when therapists would tell me, you know, as I be giving these talks 30 something years ago, you're so brave (laughs) to talk about your experience, your personal experience. And I'm thinking, brave, honestly, that didn't, makes sense to me. I mean, we're all in this together. There's no them and us. Right. I mean, to me, it was fascinating, the human being having these grandma, you know, scary feelings coming up. But as a therapist watching it, to me, mm-hmm. it was simply fascinating, mm-hmm. right? But so important to be talked about if we can't be real with each other, right. Right? right? I mean, it's so, so, so important just to tell it like it is so that we can destigmatize. Right. Absolutely. And then also what
0: happens not only to you, but to other grandparents who feel like they can't say anything. It's just a repetition of the trauma from their first experience. You know, that like, okay, I have to also pretend I'm fine now and set aside my feelings and oh, but well, you know, it's not your baby, it's your grandbaby or whatever. Some people might say that is discounting and further making people feel like they can't or shouldn't talk about it. I mean, that's my fear for grandparents.
1: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so absolutely delighted that you invited me on, that you knew, well, clearly you knew that it was important to be talked about. You encouraged me to even write (laughs) this article. And I will give you an update. My daughter is ready to deliver any day. Her due date was a couple of days ago. So at this point, it will happen at any time. And you know, I still have, although I embrace whatever support I feel I need, you know, and you join me with this whenever we have our own personal stuff comes up, we get help, right? We practice what we preach. Mm -hmm. So I have been getting support from a couple of therapists who also happen to be friends, and it's been very, very useful. And so, you know, as I'm working through my own stuff and watching this process, Still, some mixed feelings, you know, still some anxiety will pop up with a oh, what if this and what if that, you know, the old OCD. I know, oh, it, yeah, fact, I happen to be a, you know, I'm a specialist in OCD. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. what would I tell a client right now? <laughs> oh, totally, and, you dialogue. know, working and dialogue. Yep, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. But to understand and kind of see it from the perspective of this is to be expected, this is absolutely a natural thing to pop up considering the trauma of the past Mm -hmm. and what do I need to do to help myself with it? Mm -hmm. So it's really embracing the whole journey. I mean, my daughter's having her very own journey, but I'm having my own. That is just as interesting and valid. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad to hear that you're getting support. And yeah, I mean, the pressure to get things all tied up with a nice bow and to, you know, be done with our stuff or whatever it is before the next event happens, whatever that is, is nice, but it's nearly impossible. You can't force a process. It's a process and it takes its time.
1: Exactly, Dr. Kett. And sometimes we don't even know what needs more help until Mm -hmm. we find ourselves in new situations? How can we possibly know that? You know, even though I knew I was kind of eh about being a grandparent, Mm -hmm. right? How could I have anticipated, you know, going back into flashbacks Mm -hmm. and having nightmares? Who Mm -hmm. would have known that? So Mm -hmm. once we find ourselves in a situation and we see what comes up, Mm -hmm. then we have more of an idea of what needs to unfold in order to help us and we take the steps that we need. There was no way I could have anticipated all of this until I was in the situation. Just like mommies and daddies and all parents, right? Sometimes they have no idea what feelings are going to pop up until they're there.
0: Right. And that's what I love so much about this article and you being vocal about it is I wouldn't have known... The possibilities of things I could have felt had I not heard stories from other people. And yes, while true that you still, even if you hear all the stories, you're not going to know what it's like. But if you don't even know that it's a possibility, then you're totally in the dark. So I'm really hopeful that people can hear this and share this with grandmothers, grandparents, or meanies or grammys, whatever you guys are calling yourself, that's fine. But really, this is so important to share in another aspect of. You know how to keep the whole family system in tune and as healthy as possible.
1: Absolutely, well put. And to just to start the conversation Mm -hmm. is important. Mm -hmm. Watch what happens. I'm talking to your listeners now. If there's any feelings of judgment coming up from you, or oh no, 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 that should never happen, or that won't ever happen, I'm encouraging your wonderful listeners to be honest with whatever pops up for them because mm-hmm. that will give them information mm-hmm. about what kind of possible work or other reading or discussions they want to do in order to be as healthy as they possibly can be for themselves. Hopefully that made sense. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, yeah. We need to watch our own reactions, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if somebody hearing this article is going, oh my gosh, that's horrible for you know, you know, again, don't judge yourself if you judged. Okay, that's totally fine with me. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. You know, <laughs> fine. I'm just encouraging your listeners to be super honest with themselves so that they can work through whatever stigmas they might still be holding on to, possibly, if any. Sure, sure,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and I'm thinking too of let's say the people who are pregnant or who are about to have kids and they're hearing that this could be a possibility for their own parent if they know that their parent went through this. This would be a lovely way to have a conversation too. And this doesn't mean like, I think some people are so afraid or worried to upset their parents, which is fine. But also this could be just like you said, a beautiful entrance into a conversation, not necessarily something that you have to be afraid of. But if you just in terms of maintaining a connection with your parent, who's going to be a grandparent, that there can be space for them, for your grandparent to both be there for you and to also have their feelings that this is a both and situation or it could be.
3: Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.
2: I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs)
1: Well put. And just like postpartum depression and anxiety is nothing to be afraid of. It's just good to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, just opening up the topic and making it safe to say something. And, you know, again, I am thoroughly thrilled for my daughter, you know, and I'm looking forward to the whole experience. It's not like I'm running in the opposite direction. So, you know, again, can it be mixed? Absolutely. Right. You know, so, yes, I love what you said about just you and I have always been on the same page with opening conversations. That's why yeah. you have a podcast. Right? I mean, want, <laughs> That's why you you've want, had a
0: radio show. <laughs> right. I mean,
1: that we want conversations about yeah. some difficult topics and that's what helps our world move forward. Absolutely. It really does. Well, I love so
0: much this article and you and your work and everything like that. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing this. And is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with today?
1: I would welcome any comment or question or thought from any of your terrific listeners If you have questions, if if any questions pop up after they listen to this podcast, please, please feel free to get in touch with me. And I'd love to hear what folks, again, this is all about getting the conversation started. So I'm welcoming any communication with me about this, about anything else for that matter, but certainly on this topic well, my website, and it's very easy to find me in many different ways on my website. It's drshosh.com, dot com, My email is drshosh at drshosh. and again, I would welcome any any communication, feedback. Etc. And Dr. Kat, I really want to thank you as always for your wonderful self for having this venue for us to help to pioneer this field. Oh, wow. Ah, you're going to
0: make me cry. Thank you. Well, you are absolutely a pioneer. And once again, you are by leading this conversation for grandparents and putting this out there publicly. I thank you so much for your work.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you again, Dr. Shosh, for coming on and sharing your experience and your perspective and this information with the world. I'm so grateful that you're leading this conversation for all of us to be thinking more deeply about the generational impact of perinatal mental health conditions. And as an update for all of you, at the time of this interview, Dr. Shosh had not yet become a grandmother, but on June 5th, she did. Although anxiety and scary thoughts have flared up here and there, she is able to enjoy her grandson. Watching her daughter have a totally different postpartum experience than she herself did has been quite healing. I thank you all for joining us, and please do share this episode with people you think might benefit from hearing this depth of perspective and conversation about entering into grandparenthood. Please subscribe to this podcast so that you can get all of our episodes downloaded directly to you as they come out and share as far and as wide as possible so that all new parents can get the information that they deserve before they need it. That's it for today. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Together, we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Come connect with us at momandmind.com.
3: Hello, you sentient ball of stardust.